I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson, and you know there's some topics that I like to address that I feel completely inadequate to address, and today is one of those. I have many friends uh, who have served in the military. A friend of mine, a real good friend of mine, his son was just back over Christmas, and he's been flying rescue missions and helicopters in some pretty hot zones. This is something that I care about, but I have not served, uh, and and I know that uh, being a civilian limits me in my ability to speak uh, to those who have actually been there. However, I care, and I care a lot. And so I've brought on someone today who is qualified to speak to this. So if you are in the military, contemplating going into the military, uh, maybe you served in the past, uh, or you just know someone, care about someone uh, in that situation, uh, this is a program dedicated to you. Um, my guest today is Greg Wark. He has uh, almost three decades in leadership development of military and law enforcement. In fact, he is uh, still a chaplain for a federal law enforcement agency. Uh, and he has written a book that is available. It is out now if you want to follow up. Uh, and it is called The War Fighter's Soul. Looks just like this. Uh, he co wrote it with a gentleman named Ray Rodriguez, who is a U.S. Marine and crisis counselor. And so. He is on the front lines, to borrow a phrase, of fighting for those who have fought for us, Uh, people who have literally uh, saved our nation from tyranny, from terror, uh, and now wants to help save them and point them to really the ultimate savior. And so if you know someone who is in the military, uh, whether you're up in Canada, Judy, hello, or in the U.S. or anywhere else where uh, that experience uh, has marked their lives. Uh, you might want to hit share uh, and uh, just join me in prayer that God would reach uh, those those warriors who have fought for us. Greg, thank you for being here on Life Today Live. Great to have you today. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate you um, talking about this difficult subject, and certainly I want you to know that I understand that a lot of people just throw up their hands when they hear that between 20 and 40 military people take their lives every day. Um, I wrote the book for three different uh, individuals. First, the sufferer of suicidal ideations. Secondly, those who love the sufferer. And thirdly, the society that takes advantage of what those individuals provide as they fight for our freedoms in other countries and have done so in all but 24 years in our nation's history. Hmm. Well, there's, there's two primary things that I, I want to hear from you. One would be what does the the civilian who cares uh, need to know? And the other is what does the the uh, the veteran need to know? Uh, let, let's start with, with the veterans. If, if someone has served uh, and they are back, they are wherever they're at, uh, whether they've integrated back into civilian society successfully, maybe they're just in between tours, maybe they're having a hard time. What do they need to hear? That's a great question. It's a good start. Um, you know, veterans are 
individuals who are unique in our society, uh, also active duty. And uh, they make sure that that's the case as they go through the rigorous trainings that they go through. I've worked by and large with the special operations community most uh, for 28 years, as you stated. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting, I meet a lot of them when they just enter the military and I work with them throughout many of their careers and I can see the, literally see the changes in them. And it's important to note that when you're in the military, you're, you're literally with your family. Uh, it's not just your blood family, but your those brothers and sisters that you serve with, they become a support structure for each other. And they have a general idea of life that is so much different than the majority of us. Um, they understand sacrifice. They understand gutting it out. The mantra is suck it up. Basically, whatever you've gone through, we've all gone through it. And that works really well for most combat veterans and non-combat veterans right up until the time that they cycle out or they call it terminal leave. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, and, and this is really, I, I want to kind of paint a picture, all of a sudden they're out. And when they're out, they're literally cut off by the VA from their, their thank you for your service, goodbye. Mm -hmm. No matter what they've given, no matter how much they suffer. Mm -hmm. And um, that represents a pretty traumatic moment in most of their lives. They've gone from this rigorous, disciplined uh, environment to a society that has no uh, strong points, uh, the, from the government all the way down to the workforce. And, and they all of a sudden start to realize that they're, they're suffering with these feelings that they didn't realize were as bad as they were. Mm -hmm. And um, let me say this to you, this is really important to note that a veteran who gets out, who thinks of themselves as a liability, will not have a problem taking a step that we all hope they wouldn't take mm. because they refuse to be a liability. Mm -hmm. What do you, how, how, My, do you, how do you intervene in that? How, how do you change that mentality of, yeah, how, do, how, how do we reach them? Well, that's that's another really good question. I think the, the, the key is, is one of the reasons we wrote the book, we wrote certain signs and syndromes. So we, we wrote in the book the signs and syndromes so that those who are, are interested in helping veterans can look at these signs and syndromes and they could recognize after that what when a, someone's really suffering. See, it's important to note that when a veteran uh, gets out and they're struggling. A good example is a, uh, we, we read an email, or I'm sorry, it was a Facebook post from someone we used to know who served in the military yesterday, my wife did. And the email was this, my husband decided to end his life yesterday. And, and when you look at the Facebook post previous to that, they were all Facebook posts of him and his wife doing amazing things together, just having fun, riding horses and so on. And Amber said, what happened? And I said, well, he, he knew he was gonna do it. So he wanted to give his wife great memories. Mm. And then he ended his life. Mm. 
Um, it's in, what what happens when a person considers himself a liability is they create an alter ego. Uh, we call it um, the two two separate lives. So they live the life people want them to be, which is not real. They're basically and they create this life that is good to go until the moment they hit the bed and then they're with their, who they really are. And they don't have sleep, they don't sleep, they have REM sleep, all they see are the things that they've gone through. Um, and you asked me what to tell the veteran. I wanna say to the veteran, for 28 years, I have worked side by side with hundreds, maybe thousands of military personnel. We've confronted this issue of combat trauma or trauma in any sense over and over and over again. And we've developed a way to treat them that is, is organic. It is not medical. We're not, we don't give them drugs. Most of them already have a bag full of drugs mm. that are doing no good whatsoever except, except exacerbating the depression. Yeah. And we essentially teach them what trauma looks like. And I think that's a question that maybe we should uh, address. Yeah. I don't want to over talk. Yeah, no, go ahead. Please do. Well, what we've determined is that trauma, no matter whether it's a, a childhood trauma for a, someone who's been molested or things of that nature, the, the best way for me to describe it is to use, use my hand. So essentially what happens when someone is traumatized, and remember this, that in the gray of war, trauma isn't just the taking of a life. In fact, with most warriors, that doesn't, that's not traumatic. What's traumatic is what happens when you see the effect of war on a child or an older person or something of that nature. That sticks in the mind. So essentially trauma is like this. Once the trauma occurs, it's almost like you put the hand in front of your face and this becomes the trauma. And you, no matter where you move your head, it stays there. So you're looking through this trauma at life. And as long as that trauma is not restructured, then you look at life through a skewed lens, which creates stress. If you do this very long, it's going to create stress. But after a while, the brain is going to erase the hand and making it look as though you're okay, but you know you're not okay. Mm. What we've learned to do is to restructure trauma to a memory. And it's not this ooey, it's not this crazy uh, system. It's fairly simple. We can do it in groups. We do it with uh, off police officers and border patrol, et cetera, et cetera. But we basically create a memory from the trauma, which then um, actually is a strength. Because once you have a memory of what's gone on, you then can help others, which is, which, so we call it power, break the power, break the pattern that's been developed by looking at your life through a skewed lens so that you can then see your purpose. Because as long as you have a pow the power of a trauma and the pattern of a trauma, you cannot see out of the ditch to recognize your hope. Um, I have a great story if you want me to tell it. Well, let, let me ask you one question. Uh, can the, the veteran who is suffering from this uh, trauma, can they do this on their own or do they need help? Well, that's a that's a great question, and I'd like to say yes, they can do it on their own. Uh, but it it is extremely helpful to have another veteran mm. that has experienced healing and hope 
that can walk you through it because it's a very deeply emotional thing. Mm -hmm. And this leads to this story. I have a friend who's a legend in uh, special operations. And um, recently um, we were talking and he brought up an experience that he had uh, with, he was doing combat, he was clearing a village and uh, this guy is about six foot eight and he's a monster. They called him the Goliath of Afghanistan. And uh, he began to discuss kicking, they have to clear the houses. So he, after they're done, they have to clear the houses. None of the things that happened before then bothered him. But when he kicked open the door to clear the house, there was a little old lady behind that door. And that when he told me that story, he sobbed for 30 minutes. Hmm. Now that is, was his trauma. That was the thing that was keeping him from seeing beyond that. He always talked about dying. And when we dealt with that trauma, he now is one of the most optimistic people I know. He, he got married, he's, he's doing all sorts of powerful, positive things. And now he is one of the owners of an international security firm that I am also an owner of. Hmm. And he's nothing but positive. Hmm. It just shows the power of the techniques that we've developed. How do you, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, based on very <laughs> thin evidence, but the few friends that I know uh, that are, are military, um, they don't want to be seen as weak. Uh, that, that would bring some shame. Uh, and so they oftentimes have a hard time uh, expressing the trauma or reaching out for help. Is that a common barrier? It is, and and again, they're they're inundated with the suck it up attitude. Now, one of the things that we we that has to happen before healing can occur is we have to own our trauma, and so you you have to own it. You can't like my buddy owned his trauma when I was able to tell him what what was going on when he lost it. He says, "I don't know why I'm I'm losing it right now," but I was able to tell him, "Listen, you need to own that. You, yeah. That's that's trauma. That's trauma." And you and and so the the guy that's trying to drink it away, the guy that's trying to 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 will it away, the guy that's trying to do all that, I understand. It's not type A. It's not. It's 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 not what you've been led to think it is. But mm -hmm. it's time now for you to get better, and for you to get better, the number one thing you need to do is own it, and that means writing it down. And of course, there's a lot of other things that go with it. But yeah, you have to own it. Yeah. All right. If this is resonating with you, might I suggest that you just click over right now and uh, search for The Warfighter Soul by Greg Wark and Ray Rodriguez. Pick up the book. It'd be a good uh, way to, to point you in the right direction uh, and set you on a good path. Uh, I do have one question for you, Greg. Um, is this a different process for Christians than non-Christians, or do you run into the same thing with both? Well, we wrote the book as a non-religious um, book. Um, most of the reason we did that is because if to have uh, what we've written accepted in the DOD or in law enforcement, you have to write without, you, have, you cannot represent a religion. Let's put it that way. Sure, sure. Uh, I think it is, it is what we do is we approach this the same way with everybody, whether you're a believer or non-believer. And ultimately it leads when someone is able to be freed from 
the things that they've been suffering from, it it un, undoubtedly leads to them looking into the future with uh, with a reality that I'm uh, I'm an I'm a soul that's yeah. going to live forever. Yeah, and and when they ask us. We certainly tell them what we believe. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in ministry, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm very clear that I come from a Christian standpoint, that I believe the only one that can save any of us, all of us, is Jesus Christ. And we have to get to that point. We have to be born again. We have to have a relationship with him. That's that's to me, that's the most important thing. I understand the position that you're in and respect that. Um, do you see, do you see those who, uh, have a relationship with Christ have some benefit, uh, in dealing with these kinds of things? I mean, is there, is, is that just my opinion or is there some empirical evidence that says, look, Christ will actually accelerate this process of bringing you out of the trauma and giving you purpose? Well, last night at 8.30, I got a call from a Navy SEAL that I've um, had the pleasure of leading to Christ. And he's going through a, a, a program that he got to point number nine of the 12-step program and called me for help. And um, there is no question that being a former pastor, church planner, um, and, um, and then 28 years of really pastoring military personnel, I mean, the fact that I was able to bring into the subject the forgiveness of Christ, the ability to forgive oneself, yeah. which is certainly a big issue with the military, forgiving themselves. These guys hold themselves to, to a standard that's that's it's it's all it's not even human in some cases. Yeah. And you know, their perfection they demand of themselves mm -hmm. is uh is 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 good. But then it becomes a liability. That's one of the first syndromes that I talk about, the Superman syndrome. Mm. But um, the, um, the the fact of the matter is, is that when I'm able to talk about the blood of Christ, when I'm able to talk about what he did on the cross, which I did just last night, <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. It's a tool that I can't wait to use, but I always do. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I get that. I understand that. Um <laughs> yeah. We will. We, we used to do these uh, these meetings where we would skydive into big old Christian events, and every time we did it, we'd bring a couple really lost guys because they could hear the gospel and they'd see that we're not a bunch of cheesy people. <laughs> right, right. We really aren't. We really aren't that weird, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, most of us. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a few odd ones out there, but there is in every group. So we'll give there are there are in fact is. So what to to the person who is uh, not military, uh, but maybe it's a spouse, uh, which is kind of like being in the military themselves, or maybe it's just a loved one, a friend. What what do they need to know? Because I think a lot of them are like me. Uh, you you get into those deep issues that affect a lot of our, our veterans. And we just feel completely inadequate to even address it. What do we need to know? Well, the the one one of the things I like to say is that I go to a lot of veterans events, and one of the things that I noticed is that just about every support mechanism right now for veterans is other veterans. Hmm. 
Um, there is, you know, like, you know, you go to whatever wounded warriors and all those different, they're great. But one of the, but one of the things I say to them is that every single thing they do is making that veteran feel better. The problem is they're not getting better. So they, they feel better for four days they're around their comrades or around people that know and understand what they're doing. But when it's four days are over, it's all, all their demons come back. Mm. What we do is we help them feel better and get better. And we work with nonprofit organizations and military groups to take it to the, to the, to the level of getting them better. Yeah. Now, this is a kind of an important point for the people that I had a guy tell me the other day in a car wash. I'm, I'm a bit of a fanatic about car washes, but anyway, I was, he, he came up to me in a car wash and he said, you know, I told a Vietnam veteran, thank you for your service. And he said, I didn't do it for you. Yeah. And he said, and I, it caught me, he said, well, I'm, I'm still thankful. And he said, for what? Well, so, yeah. so that it scares people. People are yeah. like, I'm completely ill-equipped to deal or to talk with a veteran. Uh -huh. Let me say this to you. You're not. And that's, and what I did with this gentleman, I walked around the back, signed a book for him. I said, here, it's free. Because I said, the fact that you care enough, I'm going to give you the tools so that you know how to, how to talk to a veteran. One of the key things to helping a veteran, and really this is something I've learned in 45 years of marriage, is learn to listen. Mm. Not just hear, mm. learn to listen. And, and, and in doing so, prepare yourself to be offended and not not react to it and don't take it i yeah. can't tell you yeah. i can't tell you how many times these guys have tried to offend me away yeah <laughs> uh, in fact i was i was kidnapped once by a bunch of navy seals and thrown out of an airplane thinking that i would uh scream like a little girl yeah i would uh, and it didn't work you know <laughs> you, i've had lots of things like that done but the key is is that you not only learn to listen to what is said but learn to listen to what is not said. Mm. You see, we communicate by word, gesture, and spirit. Gesture and spirit often communicate so much more than word. In fact, word is a lot of times what we're trying to project. But if you learn to hear what is not being said, which is the case with my wife uh, all and my kids and pretty much anybody, I, I can discern things in an individual that I would never be able to hear from their mouth. That's good. There's a whole chapter on that. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, yeah, I would think this would be very beneficial for military families, uh, the knowledge that's in, in your book. Uh, have you gotten some good feedback from wives, children, parents of military? Yeah, it's it's been inundating. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that I didn't expect, because I wrote this book for military personnel because I'm a subject matter expert, um, but what I didn't realize is that a lot of traumatized people in society are buying the book to use the techniques that I developed. Hmm. And it, it literally works with an executive group, a business, a board meeting. It, the techniques will work with anybody. Um, and... Um, so, yeah, that I didn't expect. Yeah, you, uh, your your co-author Ray Rodriguez, uh, he's got what a juris doctorate from Concord Law School School in social psychology, uh, as as well as you know uh, his history, masters of military history, 
and uh, crisis counseling. I'm guessing that his contribution to this really uh, gives it a lot of credibility with those in the military community as well. Yeah, Ray's one of a kind. I've known him. He was like one of the first members of my first church plant <laughs> in San Diego. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't have done this without Ray. And, uh, you know, we're now setting up foundations and podcasts and different things that will serve the community. Our ultimate goal is to have support groups in every city in America that can take this to another level. We've already got three extra books being written on this subject mm. by our staff and our team. Mm. That are you know growing uh, our uh, ability to help people. And you're uh, on at houseofdestiny.org, um, your weekly broadcast, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, are you dealing with heavily with the military issues, or you go? No, not at all. That? Not at all. Yeah, not at all. We talk to Christians and people that are interested in a unique uh, pr- perspective view. My co-host is. Um, Aaron Davis, a tattooed preacher, <laughs> and uh, we 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 have some really neat messages that we bring out. The last one was called "The Great Pivot," and uh, it's a good New Year's message. And it's uh, if you go on the site, you'll be able to pull up my messages for the last three years. Yeah. So for those who are interested more in in the military, if they're whether they're a veteran or they you know got someone they care about, uh, the WarfighterSoul.org is that the better resource for them? Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, they can also donate if they want, and the money, 100% of it goes towards supporting military personnel. Nice. Okay. So for that person who has watched the interview this far, because maybe they have suicidal thoughts uh, or they feel they're like, man, that, that trauma, yeah, I get it. That's what I'm dealing with. Uh, what would be a, a, a solid next step for them? Well, first off, I want you to know, my friend, that uh, your life is valuable, that you have a purpose. You just can't see it right now. Uh, We want to help you. And and I want to ask you to to have hope that you haven't taken every step to facilitate a life that will change for you instantly. And we're here and we wrote this book to save you from having to take a step that will forever change the lives of everybody who loves you. You may end your uh, suffering, uh, but you're doing it prematurely. We're here to help you. Mm. And uh, I don't care what you have to do. If you if you text me or email me or email out of uh, the Warfighter Soul, if you can't afford a book, we'll get you a book. If your buddies want some, we'll, we'll, find, we'll send you a whole bunch of books, but please, have hope that you haven't seen everything yet. I'm guessing, Greg, that over the years you've run into a lot of people who thought they had no hope, that they were the exception to the rule that there can be hope for somebody uh, and that you've seen things turn around. So many times I can't. And, you know, those are the individuals that I've never been able to change my phone number. I mean, I've had the same home phone number for 30 years because I won't change it because I may get a call from from battlefield or somewhere who knows where. Like last night at 8.30, I usually sit down and and just con- sit and look at my pond and all my, my land. And, you know, I get calls all the time and I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. There's not a single person that I don't enjoy talking to because we've gone through life together. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, people that you go through life together and you, you're, you're able to facilitate healing for them, man, it, it, it creates a bond that you can't change. Yeah, and it gives hope, I think, uh, to others. Those who think yeah. that, that they can't get through it, they won't get through it, there's no hope for them. There is there is hope. If you're breathing oh, there today, is. there's hope for you today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Greg, man, I appreciate you and the work that you do so much. Is there anything you want to say before I let you go? No, Randy, I just um, am thankful for you t using this platform. It takes courage to address a subject that is so, uh, most people, man, they, they start talking about suicide, they, they check out. They're, mm. They just don't understand it. This book helps them understand it and understand, uh, you know, some people say that, well, what a coward. Nothing could be further from the truth. Mm. These people aren't cowards. Yeah. They're just in the most pain than, than, than anyone can imagine. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I've learned is when you talk about suicide, most, most people don't want to end their lives. They want the pain to stop. That's right. 100%. Yeah. And so what, what Greg and I are telling you, if you're in that situation, is the pain can stop without you taking your life. Uh, and the steps that Greg lays out in the book are a great path to follow. I am always going to tell everyone that Christ can heal every wound, every hurt. There is always hope in Christ. And, and so that's my message. Uh, if you want to read Greg's message, check it out. It's in the Warfighter's Soul. It's available right now. Greg, again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service to our, our veterans uh, and law enforcement officials. My we honor. appreciate what you do. My honor. Blessings to you and all of your Thank uh, you, listeners. sir. Be sure to check out thewarfightersoul.org. Uh, it's a great website for some resources. Uh, in fact, I'll show you that website before I let you go. And uh, come back. This is the website, warfightersoul.org. I see you recognize that. Uh, share that with someone. Share this interview with someone that needs to hear it. And come back Christ for more encouragement come, and hope come, right here on Life Today come. Live. I'll see you again next let time. Let him that heareth say come, and let him that is a thirst come. They will find no drought in God's ever-flowing and abundant springs of grace.